When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to Heartblend Podcast and today we are focusing on the causes of anxiety and what I consider anxiety when you have that feeling of anxiety you feel like you're in a fast paced motion like someone pressed the fast forward button but you're still paused or almost paralyzed at the same time. And it can be very unsettling. Your heart is racing, your stomach is doing flips, it's upset, and you just really feel like you can't relax or calm down. You may go into having a panic attack where you just emotionally shut down and it's very debilitating. You can become shaky, it can vary in its manifestations. Anxiety can just be that constant urge to want to act in some type of behavior. But I want to go over just four of the causes that really stand out to me. And the number one cause I want to talk about is brain reserve. And this is something that was mentioned in the book, The Power of the Female Brain, written by psychiatrist Daniel Amen. And he mentions how brain reserve is our our brain's natural cushioning or protection to keep us functioning at our optimal performance. And what happens is that when we start to feel stressed or anxious or any of those negative emotions to where they start to affect our lives, whether it's through mood changes, appetite changes, and so forth, Our brain reserve, that protection for our brain has already been depleted. And if we don't take the time to build that brain reserve back up, then it can continue to fall shorter and shorter and go into full-on anxiety, depression, mental health illnesses, and so forth. It just keeps going down. And I really wanted to touch base on that because not only do we end up depleting our own brain reserve with all the different scenarios and negativity that's happening in the world, especially now, if you're listening to this at any point of 2020, it's been a very stressful year for many people. But also brain reserve is something that is developed when we are in the womb as well. When you have a fetus, a fetus also has a brain reserve. Once that brain has become developed at the point of becoming an infant. And what happens is, is that if that mother is highly stressed in a hostile environment around consistently loud noises, the brain reserve in that fetus can also become depleted, which then predisposes that child to anxiety, depression, and just having the difficulty to really deal with negative situations in life when that brain reserve is depleted before they come in the world. So I really want to mention that because it's something that we don't think about 
we kind of think about it well if you have a good day and you start feeling better that you're good to go but it, it can actually cause you to be predisposed without your consent rather without your power of depleting your brain if you didn't even have the fighting chance as an infant before entering the world the other causes i want to touch base on are diet genetics and fear so when it comes to diet our immune system which is also in our gut it's pretty much just like the control panel of our emotions and a lot of times we think of all of our emotions and our feelings and everything like that just in our mind but i want to read this quick excerpt in a really great book i want to suggest to or to read or listen to it's called the emotional detox by sherryana boyle I want to read this quick excerpt here that says that research has found that bacteria in the gut can influence the brain and cause emotions that are linked with bacteria causing depression and anxiety as well as other disorders. And the other thing that it mentions here says just as gut bacteria affect the brain, the brain can also exert profound influences on the gut microbiome with feedback effects on behavior. Psychological stress suppresses beneficial bacteria. So it creates this cycle. So where we start to have the psychological stress of what we're seeing, what we're experiencing, what's on the news, what we're just becoming exposed to, now the bacteria in our gut that's healthy for us is becoming suppressed. And then it just creates this never-ending cycle of negativity within our bodies, in our guts, and within our brains. So it says here, research being done so far shows great promise for those who suffer from anxiety, depression, Crohn's disease, and gastrointestinal problems. And I find that to be very, very, very interesting. So when it comes to diet, Keeping a clean diet, taking probiotics, and making sure that you have a clean gut and healthy immune system is really crucial to handling anxiety and keeping it under control as much as possible. I mean, think about it. Whenever you start to feel fear or a stress, you get a little gut punch in your tummy. You feel it right there. And each time that bacteria, that good bacteria is just taking a hit. And so I wanted to mention that, that keeping a clean diet is really important when it comes to your mental health, not just physically for your body, but also emotionally as well. And again, that book is called Emotional Detox by Sherryana Boyle. The next thing I want to mention are genetics. And I want you to kind of do like a family tree of mental health. And is this something that anyone else in your family is dealing with? Most of the time, if you battle with anxiety on a consistent, regular basis, it's also found in your family members as well. Just take a quick evaluation and note, did your mother suffer from anxiety? Did your father suffer from anxiety? Do any of your family members suffer from anxiety? And really look at how do they handle their anxiety as opposed to how do you handle your anxiety? And also medications can also cause anxiety. 
side effects with different medications can cause anxiety. So those are some things that I really want to take note of. Also, fear. Fear is the number one factor when it comes to anxiety. Constantly feeling that fear, right? If you're feeling scared or afraid or aggressive even or timid or even hesitation, all of those are linked to fear and that fear can really feed our anxiety and with so much happening right now with viruses and pandemics and injustices and whatever else that is going to come about in 2020 most people are going to feel some fear at one point this year it is really important to keep that mental protection and emotional protection when it comes to your fear and to not engage in it too much so we have your brain reserve diet, genetics, and fear. And there are many other factors when it comes to anxiety as well. There's many different triggers when it comes to anxiety. So what are some triggers for you? Do you battle with social anxiety? Do you battle with general anxiety? Do you battle with anxiety in certain situations or circumstances? And sometimes those triggers can be traced back to one particular event or origin that created the fear in the first place. And our brain has a difficulty with processing that information and getting past it to help us to overcome it the next time we experienced it. So we become stuck in this loophole of feeling that anxiety because we haven't learned how to deal with that situation and it can really feel very debilitating I want you to take note of really figuring out what are your triggers what are you feeling let's be honest with ourselves and how we're feeling about our anxiety what are we really feeling when do we feel those emotions of anxiety when do we feel that brink of depression what's triggering that and again just as a disclaimer, I am not a mental health professional or doctor. And if you are battling with anxiety that you cannot seem to find any source of solution on your own, I would highly encourage for you to seek the mental health. Another note I want to make, which is something I mentioned in my previous series on powering up your feminine energy, I made note of the four approaches when it comes to your brain health. This was a whole entire research that was created by Daniel Amen, the author of many books, including Power of the Female Brain. And he mentions to take four approaches when looking at your brain health. One is biological. This includes your health, any physical trauma to your brain, genetics, diet, all of those things, biologically, what's going on there? Has there been any disorders or any mental illnesses that have been passed down? Number two is psychological. This is the mind, the mental, the place in which we all live. And that really involves your self-talk. What's going on in your mental chatter? What are you saying to yourself? 
What are you watching? What are you looking at? What are you subjecting yourself to? What is your self-worth? How do you feel about yourself? All of that is taken into the approach of the psychological. Has there been any emotional trauma, grief, hope, those types of things? Then we go on to the social approach. Do you have healthy connections? Do you have healthy connections to family and friends and other people around you? Do you have healthy connections? Social connection is really important, even with pets and animals. Having some social connection is very important to the health of the brain. We're not designed or meant to live in pure solitude. It can really damage our brains. And then last but not least is a spiritual approach to the brain. Do you feel connected to your surroundings? Do you feel connected to God? Do you have a relationship with God? Do you see the meaning of life? Do you have that sense of purpose? All of those things are taken into account when approaching your brain health from a holistic standpoint. So I want you to take note of how do you feel in these different areas of what you do know. Pay attention to each of those areas and write down those four categories, biological, psychological, social, and spiritual. And rate yourself from a scale from one to five. How are you feeling in each of those areas? A lot of times when we're feeling anxious, we just want it to stop and we want to find a solution. But it's really important to check in with yourself. Do an evaluation on yourself every time, maybe once a week. Create a system, create a schedule. Check in. How are you feeling? What's really going on? And when you can actually visually see where you are and how you're feeling and what's happening and what you know, what is your history, when you are aware of all of these things, you're able to create better solutions to feeling less anxious. Also, Dr. Daniel Amen had mentioned about the power of doing a brain scan. He talks about SPECT scans, which is basically a picture of your brain. And it can show you the visual representation of what your brain looks like. And our brains change. They change form, they change shape, they can become lumpy, they can become asymmetrical, and they can really take on different forms according to our experiences in life. What we're feeling, how we're doing, what happens if we received any type of trauma to our heads, any drug usage, any alcohol abuse on an extreme standpoint can really damage our brains. So I think it's really helpful and beneficial to seek that mental help to really see, hey, what's going on? What's happening to me? Why am I feeling like this? Change is a big one when it comes to anxiety. Whenever we experience change, our brains don't like change. Our brains like consistency and routine, even if it's something that is bad for us. We are habitual creatures. 
So when something is newly introduced into our lives and maybe something that we're used to where we have that stability and that security has become reduced, it can really make you feel very anxious. And this can even be positive change. Think about when you go for a new job or you meet a new person that you're really interested in. It's all positive, but you feel anxious. You feel excited. You just feel unsure, but good at the same time, but definitely feel anxious. So anxiety can take on positive forms as well and positive changes, but it's still the same effect on the body. I want to also mention the four emotional needs of every human. These are basic needs that everyone must have in order to feel mentally healthy and emotionally stable. And those include the feeling of significance, the feeling of security or certainty, the feeling of variety or uncertainty, and love and connection. All four of these things. So do you feel significant? Do you feel important? Do you feel loved? Do you feel like you have connection? Do you feel secure? Do you feel like you have enough variety in your life? Is everything just the same thing every day? All of these things are very important when it comes to our needs. And sometimes, as people, we go about achieving those needs at any cost, even if they are presumed to be negative. I was listening to a Tony Robbins session and he mentioned how if someone were to feel violent or cause harm to another person, in that moment, their need and feeling of significant is greatly increased. They feel very significant at that moment in time. Is it right? Is it morally right? No. But it is important to truly look at yourself and to check in with yourself about how you're actually feeling. And then also check in with the four approaches. What do you know about yourself biologically? What do you know about how you're feeling mentally? How are you talking to yourself? How are you connecting with others? And do you feel that life has meaning? Do you have a connection with God? universe or higher power so those are what i want you to take away from this episode and what is happening to me and to take a step back from focusing so much on feeling anxious and anxiety and let's take time to trace back what we're feeling let's evaluate ourselves let's be honest let's be transparent with our truth in the state that we're in right now And if you are feeling any of those things at any moment in time, if you're feeling any of those things, your feelings are valid through your experience, through your perspective, through your emotions, through your fears, all of what you're feeling is very valid. However, we want to get better. We want to start healing and we want to start easing that anxiety. We want to become more loving and happy and joyful in our lives. 
So this concludes our episode on the causes of anxiety. And up next, we will begin to focus on overcoming and easing the anxiety. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Heartblend Podcast.